All righty. Welcome to it. The Trump administration said Monday that it is extending its ban on green cards issued outside the United States until the end of the year and adding many temporary work visas to the freeze. So what exactly does this mean for Canadians? We've reached out to Giddy Mammon, who is an immigration lawyer here in the city of Toronto. Welcome to the show, Giddy. Good to have you back on. Thank you for having me. So do we know what motivated the extension of the ban? Because it, it it was expiring, but the extension of this ban on green cards and work visa freeze? Well, this is actually going to be even bigger than uh, the proclamation uh, in April, uh, because that only dealt with people who were coming as immigrants. But we have a lot of Canadians, uh, many thousands of Canadians, who go to work temporarily in the United States as all kinds of professionals. Uh, and what this is doing is it's not only extending the ban on green cards, which is a permanent immigration, but now on the temporary side, um, many Canadians and, of course, other nationalities will not be able to go to work in the United States. And uh, to answer your question, what was motivating uh, the administration is that they, they cited statistics saying that 7 mil- 17 million jobs were lost between February uh, in April of this year, just in the H category occupations, uh, that unemployment quadrupled in the United States, and that you know the uh, the young demographics, that, you know young people between 20 and 24 year olds, uh, have an unemployment rate of about 23 percent. So what they're doing is they're trying to save about uh, half a million jobs uh, for Americans, and this is what's fueling this. And I don't think it should be uh, unexpected by anybody who follows uh, immigration policy in the United States. Yeah, there is speculation that this actually is not um, uh, going to help the American economy very much at all, and that this is being done to appease immigration hardliners leading up to the uh, November election. Um, So, you know, there's two sides to this coin. Firstly, uh, the H category and the L category. The H are people who are professionals, they have a degree, and they're going to the United States to work temporarily uh, as professionals. They could be in high tech, they could be in medicine, they could be in law, they could be in all kinds of things. And the L's are the intercompany transferees. These are people typically who are selected because they could make such a tremendous contribution uh, to the United States or to any country in this category. Um, On the other hand, you know, the Trump administration is going to say, well, look, uh, we've got millions of people unemployed, so surely we could find those people now in the United States. We don't have to look outside. But uh, you're right. The idea is that this is the cream of the crop, and these are people who are coming to the United States specifically to help the economy. So uh, it's a question of, uh, the you know, whether one uh, is going to uh, overshadow the other. It's unclear whether it's going to help or it's going to hurt the economy, but good arguments could be made on both sides. Okay, you brought up the fact um, that uh, this green card could affect people working for uh, technology companies. I know we have a lot of those uh, folks here in Canada. Also, uh, how is this going to affect Canadian executives that work for uh, multinational uh, corporations? Right, so typically someone who is working for for example, a Canadian company who is being transferred to the United States in order to help out um, the American company in the recovery, uh, et cetera, um, they're going to have to do without that person. 
excuse me. So, um, you know, the effect, firstly, on the Canadian worker is obviously going to be dramatic because they're not going to be able to, um, you know, uh, pursue the placement that they were looking for. Uh, and the United States company, the American company, is going to have to deal uh, with the loss of someone that could be quite experienced for that position. Could they work remotely or is that no? That's a no-no. You'd still have to have a green card to work for that company. No, if you're outside of the United States uh, and you're working for an American company, you should be perfectly okay. The limitation is on a foreigner being physically in the United States and working. So, yes, the American executive who should have gone to the United States maybe before the proclamation would be able to easily work in Canada. Whether or not that will be effective or possible uh, is another story, and that will depend uh, you know, on the position and the employer. Uh, but right now, uh, many of our Canadian executives and high-tech people are probably going to be very, very nervous because some of the great projects and great opportunities are in the United States. But now those are going to be reserved only for Americans. Apparently, uh, Donald Trump believes that those people in the United States uh, can do those jobs effectively. They don't, they don't need to bring in people from Canada or other countries to do that. Whether he's right or wrong is going to be determined uh, you know, it's going to be uh, for another day. We're speaking with Giddy Mammon, who is an immigration lawyer here in Toronto, about um, the ban on green cards and the work uh, visa freeze that the Trump administration enacted yesterday. Are there exemptions? Uh, yes, uh, there there are exemptions. Uh, so, for example, uh, uh, permanent residents in the United States green card holders are not affected by this. Uh, spouses and children, people who are looking to uh, prevent uh, to provide uh, labor services that are essential uh, to the U.S. supply chain, uh, that's that's going to be uh, exempted. Uh, and anybody who, in the opinion of the Secretary of State or the Secretary of Homeland Security, etc., uh, are believed to be uh, necessary to advance the national interests of the United States, those people are going to be exempted. Uh, but uh, already uh, people who are, for example, uh, uh, in cultural exchange programs, those people uh, are not going to be uh, able to go in, in uh, uh, many cases. There is exemption for people in food processing. Um, you know, it, it's, it's, a, uh, it's a very difficult thing to figure out exactly who is going to be able to go and not. For example, we in Canada have a treaty with the United States to facilitate um, uh, temporary workers across the border, the, you know, the NAFTA agreement. So the question is whether or not uh, this will prevent uh, Canadians from entering the United States in those NAFTA occupations who have a treaty right to enter the United States. So that is, for the moment right now, uh, unclear. It's going to be interesting to see if the United States uh, honors its commitments under NAFTA or if it says, you know what, uh, regardless of what NAFTA says, we have to worry about this emergency situation in the United States and we're not going to honor those commitments for the time being. We're going to just stop that immigration. But Giddy, how many of those uh, NAFTA commitments uh, moved over to the USMCA? Because that's what we're operating off of now, or is that still kind of in limbo? Well, the, the immigration piece of uh, NAFTA hasn't uh, changed 
uh, very much at all. Uh, so we're still dealing with, with respect to the immigration piece, more or less the same uh, document. Uh, so the normal flow that would be going to the United States, which is quite considerable right now, uh, is very unclear. Uh, and we'll have to wait to see over the coming days what the interpretation is of U.S. immigration authorities vis-a-vis uh, -vis their obligations under uh, our agreement. Do you expect the Prime Minister or Christian uh, Christian Freeland to weigh in on this? I, I don't know that they will weigh in in any significant way in public. What they do behind the scenes is another story. The United States right now is in no mood, I think, uh, at this time um, to entertain uh, Canadian interests over American interests. I mean, there are, there are many, many people in the United States who are unemployed, many companies that are on the brink. And this, I think, will be viewed by many Americans as something that's being done for their protection. There are other Americans who are going to look at this as something uh, of an excuse to advance an anti-immigrant sentiment uh, that is perceived to be uh, in the White House. Um, again, well, Trump said out loud the other day, "We're going to take back our country at a rally." Take it back from who? I mean, well, I, I think what he's trying to say is that uh, they may have lost some control over the economy through uh, agreements with other nations. Maybe those agreements were. Uh, too favorable to others. Maybe they need to be renegotiated. This pandemic is creating a sentiment, I think, that at this time we need to be worried about the United States first. Uh, I think that's what they're trying to say. Yeah, but he's maintained that time. since he, like, make America great again uh, since he was elected. I, I have to leave it at that because um, we could go back and forth on what we think Trump is thinking. However, that new book by John Bolton, which got the go-ahead, and I think it's released today, says that he worked very closely with him, and he said he doesn't think much. He changes his opinion on things day by day. It's minute to minute. The guy doesn't have any kind of plan. So it, it just uh, leaves you scratching your head and slightly worried about the fate of North America. I want to thank you for your time, Giddy. Thank you very much for having me. All right. Have a great day. That's Giddy Mammon. He is an immigration lawyer.